Welcome to the Kingdom Truth Podcast with Bible teacher Yolanda Tyler. Bible teacher Yolanda Tyler teaches the good news of Jesus Christ and biblical Christian principles that empower all people with real-life timeless applications for daily kingdom living. Now here's your host, Bible teacher Yolanda Tyler, sharing kingdom truths for kingdom living. Well, praise the name of the Lord, everybody. We are excited about God's word on this day. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. For faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We pray, Father, for every listener that they will hear your word and receive your word. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to continue our sermon series titled, God's Supernatural Power. I will be reading in your hearing from the New American Standard Version of the Bible, Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 to 21. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. We learned from our previous lessons and our first biblical principle is God's supernatural power is activated and experienced through prayer. Our second biblical principle is God's supernatural power is activated and experienced as we develop inner strength. Let's continue. The Apostle Paul teaches us that we develop inner strength when we are yielded to the Holy Spirit and filled with the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 5.18 says, And do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. The word filled just simply means to be filled to full capacity and to the point of overflowing with satisfaction. It is not a one-time event, but it's an ongoing constant infilling. A daily infilling of the Holy Spirit changes us from the inside out. Paul was yielded and filled with the Holy Spirit. It marked his ministry and his life. God was able to do extraordinary miracles in Ephesus by the hands of Paul that had not happened anywhere else during his ministry. In the book of Acts chapter 19 
verse 11 through 12, it states, And God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul, so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons, and the diseases departed from them, and the evil spirits went out of them. When we are yielded and filled and refilled daily with the Holy Spirit, God does great and extraordinary miracles for us too. And one of the greatest miracles that I've experienced time and time again is the miracle of salvation for the lost. Oftentimes in a restaurant or while just out in the marketplace, the Lord has allowed me to witness and lead the lost to Jesus. It's an humbling and fulfilling experience to allow God's divine energy to flow through me as a yielded vessel. It comes from a fresh infilling of God's Spirit daily. It is so powerful and everything about us changes. Our behavior changes, our conduct, our conversation, our focus changes. We make the main thing the main thing. We set our heart's desire on pleasing the Lord and staying filled with the Holy Spirit. We got to have it. It is so critical to our daily walk with the Lord. It's synonymous to going to the gas station daily and filling up with premium unleaded. When we are filled and refilled, the Holy Spirit grips our hearts and minds and he takes control of our thoughts, our decisions and actions. And it's under the control and influence of the Holy Spirit that we begin to build our muscles spiritually and gain inner strength. The Holy Spirit strengthens us with his power. He refreshes us, energizes, and revitalizes us daily. And at the same time, he is our spiritual trainer. He customizes a workout plan for us and gives us a spiritual diet of solid nutrition as we feed on the Word of God. Daily, as we invest time reading, studying, meditating, and most of all, living God's Word, we get stronger and stronger. The Holy Spirit brings understanding to our hearts and minds and enables us to apply the truth of God's word to our daily lives. In Psalm 119 verse 28, the Bible says, strengthen me according to your word. Psalm 119 11 says, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. God's supernatural power is activated and experienced as we develop inner strength and when the inner man is strong, we're able to withstand and push back the forces of darkness. We're able to stand firm and resist the attack of the enemy. Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 and 11, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God 
so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. The Holy Spirit releases his supernatural power for us to walk daily in victory over our enemies, the world, the flesh, and the devil. He is our power source that must remain intact when we develop inner strength. And at any time when we slack off in the spirit and stop reading and studying the word of God or refuse to yield to the Holy Spirit or when we step away from the power source, we get weak and vulnerable and we succumb to the attacks of the enemy. We crumble under the pressures of life. We get frustrated, depressed, We lack self-control and we follow after fleshly desires. We give the Holy Spirit nothing to work with. We cannot afford to slack off. The devil does not slack off. He is on his job, but he is already defeated and he is under our feet in the name of Jesus. We win. We read the end of the Bible. We are God's children and we are equipped with the explosive power of the Holy Spirit. It is our responsibility to stay connected to our power source. And when we allow the Spirit of God to strengthen us on the inside, God's supernatural power is activated and experienced in our lives. Paul continues his prayer in Ephesians three seventeen. It says, So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you being rooted and grounded in love. Our third biblical principle is God's supernatural power is activated and experienced when Christ settles down in our hearts. Here we see a progression. First, the inner man is strengthened with power by the Holy Spirit. Then the next step is that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith. The word dwell in this text comes from the Greek word katakeo, and it means to settle down, to abide, to make a permanent home in your heart. The word hearts in this text means the center and seat of spiritual life, the core being, The soul is the seat of our emotions, desires, and passions, and the mind is the seat of our intellect. Christ in this text is defined as the anointed one, the Son of God, Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. He is Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end the first and the last, Jesus Christ is our Redeemer, our mighty God, our Prince of Peace. He is the everlasting Father, Emmanuel, the shepherd and bishop of our souls. And that's just the name of you, Jesus the Christ. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 15 to 17, it says, who is the image of the invisible God? the firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things created that are in heaven 
and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things and by him all things consist. It is for this Jesus Christ that we are to make our hearts a dwelling place, a comfortable home, a holy temple, a permanent residence where he lives and where he is worshipped. Paul says in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 21, we are fitted together, growing into a holy temple in the Lord. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 19, it states, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? In the text, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17, Paul is addressing mature saints in Ephesus. They were already saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Spirit. They were blood-washed believers. But Paul is seeing they are headed down the wrong spiritual path. And some of us have heard the phrase, we better check ourselves before we wreck ourselves. They were headed for a spiritual wreck, a head-on collision. And what was going on in their hearts spiritually? What is going on in our hearts spiritually? Just exactly what is it? Where is the disconnect? Revelation chapter 2, 4 says, and he addresses this to the saints at Ephesus, Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Where have we placed Christ? What priority have we given him in our hearts? Is Christ at home and comfortable in every aspect of our lives? Is Christ at the center of our affections and desires and passions? Is Jesus Christ relaxed and made to feel at home in our entire being? Is Jesus Christ allowed to take his abode on the throne of our hearts? Paul had the indwelling Christ at the center of his life at all times. Jesus Christ was first and foremost. Paul recognized that every breath and his very life came from the Lord. And even in our lives as believers, we must put Jesus Christ first and foremost. He is our very existence and reason for living. And every breath that we breathe, the air that we breathe, it comes from the Lord. We are in Christ and Christ is in us and we are to live our lives for him. He orders and controls our lives and we are his dwelling place, his property. We belong to him. Jesus has the eternal title deed to our hearts. This is where Christ dwells. He owns us. He is Lord and master 
and he rules and reigns in our hearts. Jesus is permanently fixed in our homes and in our hearts. He is not a visitor or a guest with restricted access. He has full occupancy and unrestricted access to every room and to every nook and cranny. He is able to sit back in a recliner and relax. There is nothing we can hide from him. And this does not come automatically. It is our responsibility to make Jesus comfortable because he desires to live in a holy temple. The saints at Ephesus had started out living for Jesus, but then somewhere in their walk, they slacked off spiritually. They began to focus on other things. Their love, zeal, and passion for Christ became old and cold. They were going through the motions. Their behavior started changing for the worst. They were getting drunk, backbiting, lying, and grieving the Holy Spirit. They were headed for trouble, just like some of us. When we take our focus off the Lord, when we practice sin and live in ungodliness, Christ Jesus becomes uncomfortable and he does not feel at home in our hearts. So now Jesus has to clean up our mess, clean up our filthiness and ungodliness. And if that is not enough, the Holy Spirit is grieved and vexed and he is saddened because of our sins. Sin separates us from the Lord. It causes broken fellowship. But thank God, 1 John 1 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Paul knew that the saints were struggling, straying, and drifting from the truth of God's word. Paul is praying for them, and that same biblical truth and Paul's prayer applies to us today, that Christ may dwell in our hearts and made to feel comfortable and at home at all times. When Christ settles down in our hearts, God's supernatural power is activated and experienced in our lives. We are then able to live a powerful, victorious life on a daily basis. And you might say, well, Bible teacher Tyler, how is this done? By what method or means? How do I allow Christ to settle down in my heart? Well, Ephesians 3.17 states, it is through faith. The word faith in this text comes from the Greek word pistis, and it means a conviction or belief respecting man's relationship to God and divine things. It's also a conviction that God exists and he is the creator and ruler of all things, the provider and bestower of eternal salvation through Christ. R. W. Schombach put it this way, Faith is an action based on a belief 
supported by confidence. Faith is God's system. It is how we function to access his power. It is by faith that Jesus dwells in our hearts and has access and the key to every room. There are no locked doors preventing his access. He has full possession of every area and everything. It is our faith that connects us personally and intimately with Christ in our hearts. And it is our faith that pleases the Lord. According to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, we are a people of faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. We live by faith and we fight the good fight of faith. We believe the truth of God's word before we see the manifestation in the earth realm because we operate our lives by faith. One commentary writer stated, the glory of the indwelling Jesus is something for us to know and to know by faith. God's supernatural power is activated and experienced when Christ settles down in our hearts. Now let's continue. Ephesians 3, 17 states, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you being rooted and grounded in love. Our fourth biblical principle is God's supernatural power is activated and experienced when we function in Christ's love. Paul is continuing his prayer. It is a progression and sequence of events, as we said before. In verse 16, the Holy Spirit strengthens the inner man as we yield to his spirit and experience a continual infilling. And then in verse 17, Christ settles down in our hearts by faith. And then thirdly, in verse 17, Christ fills our hearts with his unfathomable, profound love. Faith and love always go hand in hand. Galatians 5, 6 declares, For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision or uncircumcision means anything but faith working through love. The word rooted in our text means to cause to strike down, to strengthen with roots, to render firm, to fix, establish, to cause a person or a thing to be thoroughly grounded. The word rooted is a biological term and it refers to a living tree or plant. The word grounded means to lay the foundation, to make stable, or to establish. Grounded is an architectural term and refers to being established like a building. Paul prays for the saints at Ephesus to have firm roots and an unshakable foundation in the love of Christ. Our faith in Christ and personal relationship with him is all based on his love. His love is so amazing. His love is an anchor for our souls and our entire being is based on Christ's pure love. His love motivates and energizes us. His love 
fills our hearts. It defends and protects us. It is his grace and amazing love that saved us. Someone shared the love of Christ with each one of us who is saved, and we trusted and received Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 and 5, But God, being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ by grace you have been saved. And I love this worship song by Billy James Foote. The lyrics are, Amazing love, how can it be that you, my king, should die for me? Amazing love, I know it's true, and it's my joy to honor you, and all I do to honor you. The strongest proof of God's love for us was when Jesus Christ gave his life on the cross at Calvary. And it was at that very moment of our salvation, we experienced and received Christ's love. Romans 5, 5 says, And hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. His love captures our hearts and permeates every fiber of our being. It is Christ's love that flows freely in us and through us and from us to all those around us. He fills our lives with his love. Our lives are rooted in his pure love. Everything starts with and springs from his love. And we build our lives on the foundation of his love. God's supernatural power is activated and experienced in our lives when we function in Christ's love. Now here are some practical applications for this lesson. Number one, invest time daily reading, meditating, and studying the word of God. Number two, pray for a daily fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. Number three, put Jesus Christ first and foremost in everything. Number four, live a holy and righteous life for the indwelling Christ. And you might ask Bible teacher Tyler, who is this Jesus the Christ? Well, the Bible says, in Romans 10, 9, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. So Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for salvation that's taken place all around the globe. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Truth Podcast with Bible teacher Yolanda Tyler. Please subscribe to our podcast so you will know when the next episode is published. To hear more biblical teachings and give to support the ministry, please visit our website at www.thekingdomtruth.com.
www.thekingdomtrust.org. That is www.thekingdomtruth.org. God bless you until we meet again.